Thanks for downloading this IMSA Radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA Radio wherever they get their podcasts. The Lamborghini Super Trofeo North America on IMSA Radio. On IMSA Radio. Well, it's been a strange old morning here at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca, but the Lamborghinis are ready to go for their second race of the weekend. More action as we release the bulls. It'll be Jeremy Shaw and Brian Till to take you through the action for this one out in California. So welcome to Mazda Race, to WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. This is round two of the 2023 Lamborghini Super Trofeo North America. We're at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. On the west coast, a classic racetrack, two point two three eight miles. The Andretti hairpin, one of the best overtaking opportunities on the racetrack after the start-finish straightaway that undulates uphill first of all, then downhill into turn two. Turn eight and turn eight, well, we know that better as the corkscrew, the infamous corkscrew, a classic uh, uh, place to, for, for racing anywhere in the world. Turn 11, that's another great opportunity as well, and this is one of the best tracks. Uh, lots of elevation change, over 150 feet of elevation change, including about seven stories worth as you plunge downhill at the corkscrew. Yesterday's race was uh, exciting, uh, but uh, Brian Till is with me, Jeremy Short, for this call. What a racetrack, Jeremy. WeatherTech Raceway, the Laguna Seca, the one that you always want to run on, the one that you want to win on. We saw a great race yesterday, and I expect to see another great race here today. I mean, the fog has rolled in. It's not uncommon to see it here at this racetrack, but... This morning has really set the schedule back, but these drivers are ready to go for race number two. The field lined up, and Jeremy, as we see always in Lamborghini Super Trofeo, four different classes, they all drive the exact same Lamborghini Huracan Super Trofeo Evo 2, but four different classes of drivers in this 600 horsepower plus machine always makes for great racing action. Well, that's absolutely right, and uh, it's uh, with this uh, compressed schedule this morning, which, I mean, the Mazda race only finished about three or four minutes ago, uh, and now we're ready to go for the uh, Lamborghini Super Trofeo, so be just one pace lap out of the pre-grid and straight to the start of this race. So I don't think we're going to have time for a full grid rundown, but let's do the top three in each class. So four classes then, uh, classified by driver, everybody driving the same Lamborghini Oregon Super Trofeo Evo 2. In LB Cup, the pole sitter is John Hirschberg in color 86 for Forte Racing, powered by US Racetronics. Second on the grid is yesterday's race winner, Mark Wilgus. Uh, in the, uh, the, the uh, another car for the same team, car number 50. Third on the grid is Graham Doyle in car number 10 for Wayne Taylor Racing with Andretti Autosport. In the AM category, uh, ninth overall, Rob Walker did a fine job in qualifying for Precision Performance Motorsports directly ahead of his teammate in car number 48, that's David Starb. Third place in the AM class on the grid for 47 Motorsports is Lane Vacala in number 66. He will start 13th. In Pro-Am, well, the second row of the grid is all Pro-Am. Mark Miller 
for Flying Lizard Motorsports in Calibre 41, and his teammate for Flying Lizards, Calibre 14, Andy Lee, alongside on the second row of the grid. Third on the class is yesterday's race winner in Pro-Am, for also for Flying Lizard Motorsports in Calibre 68, Johannes van Overbeck. In Pro, uh, third in the qualifying session that took place yesterday, starting fifth on the grid for TR3 Racing will be Lucas Peterson in Calibre 88, for, from Sweden and on the front row Ryan Norman who finished second yesterday for Wayne Taylor racing with Andretti Autosport in Calibre 84 and on the pole position as was the case yesterday but different drivers today of course it'll be Kyle Marcelli who starts the Wayne Taylor racing with Andretti Autosport car number one yesterday's winner and uh, defending series champion on the pole position. Now, a little bit different today, Jeremy, because of the weather, you see the Lamborghini Huracan STO leads the field, the pace car right now. They'll go across the line, and as they go across the line, you'll see the green and the yellow displayed. So this race will start now. The timer starts as the first car crosses the line. But normally, you get a reconnaissance lap to make sure that everything is up to temperature and that everything's working fine. You come into the pit lane, then you do the pace lap. That could not happen today. So... The officials have elected to start this race under yellow. It's going to give the drivers an opportunity to see what the racetrack and what the visibility is like. Also find some temperature, perhaps, in those hand-cooked tires. Speaking of temperature, nothing like a campfire here on the hill. But it's going to give these drivers a chance to kind of get an idea of the lay of the land, so to speak. Very different conditions than they had yesterday. Yeah, very different conditions yesterday. Significantly cooler. Uh, and uh, and you're just coming straight out of pre-grid onto the racetrack, just... Well, it'll be two, effectively two pace laps, but uh, that's, those tyres are still going to be pretty cold when they get down to the Andretti hairpin for the first time, so it's going to make things very dicey. Talk about race one yesterday. Danny Formal took the lead from the start, but it didn't take long before we had some problems on the racetrack. It was the number 33 LB Cup driver, Dan Decker, who spun coming out of turn six, didn't make contact with anything, and the LB Cup action continued as the 86 of John Hirschberg goes off in the corkscrew while battling with Ophir Levy in the 13. A little bit later on, the number 10, Gresham Doyle spins in turn six. He did find the wall. Boom. Pretty big contact there with the right rear. rear. And then the number 11, Raymond Davuti, spins and gets stuck on the outside of turn six. That would bring out a full course caution. It would set up a green-white restart. You always have action when that happens, and we certainly had it there as the number 14 of Andy Lee, the pink Lamborghini, and the 45 Rob Walker. They get collected in the turn six mishap on the final lap. But for the number one of Kyle Marcelli, he and Danny Formal take the win yesterday and start the 2023 season just as they started their championship season off last year, and that was with a win right here at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. Yeah, incident packed a uh, dr dramatic end to that race with just uh, a green-white checker. So uh, one lap dash to the finish and all sorts of carnage there was. It's rather a shame, I thought. Uh, and the number 46 car, they initially finished second on the road in Pro-Am. He was adjudged uh, guilty of, of uh, avoidable contact up at turn six in that final lap and got a 30-second penalty, so that dropped him well, well down the order. I thought that was a bit harsh, to be honest. But in anyway, any case, <laughs> uh, new day, uh, absolutely completely different racetrack, like you were saying, Brian Till, and ready to go racing for round two of the 2023 season. Kyle Marcelli saw the checkered flag yesterday. He'll see the green flag today. He'll be the first driver in. That bright red number one on the pole. Green flag flies. Ryan Norman running solo outside in the black number 84, trying to find a way by. As you look at a good battle going on just behind Andy Lee in that bright pink number 14 side-by-side side with Mark Miller. 
Somebody off a little wide there, Jeremy. Yeah, uh, and uh, yesterday everybody made it through turn one uh, on the first lap cleanly. In fact, they made it around the first lap, whole complete first lap cleanly, which was against the odds, I thought. Are we going to do it two days in a row? Perhaps we are. I mean, look, there's a lot of drivers in this field who have very, very little racing experience. There's a few of them that have precisely one race experience in the past. That was yesterday. <laughs> And that was yesterday, exactly. I think it was Nate Stacy that was off there in the Andretti hairpin in the black number eight. He went wide. You talked about it. 51 drivers in this field. 29 of them yesterday had no starts in Lamborghini Super Trofeo action at all. So they've gotten some more experience. Some of those drivers have a lot of experience, just not in this car. Others, as you said, had no real racing experience at all until the green flag flew yesterday. Four different classes in Lamborghini Super Trofeo action. The pro cars have the orange, I'll call it chiclet, on the rear bumper and also in the right upper right of their windscreen. Pro-Am, a yellow chiclet. Green denotes the AMs and the blue LB Cup and a problem for the 17. Yeah, that's a, a, a half spin there at turn six. I think he was able to get away with it. One of our uh, LB Cup contenders, they're the guys with least experience. That's Ty Guattari, originally from Turkey. Uh, lives now in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, he's, uh, he, did a, he did a few races last season, did half a dozen races last season. Had a pretty sensible run, run yesterday, but he's got some work to do today as Carl Marcelli makes himself scarce at the front of the field. You just wonder how much these drivers learned about this new hand-cooked tire yesterday as well, Jeremy. That is a new tire made specifically for this Lamborghini Huracan Super Trofeo and a problem I believe that's, is that Ophir Levy? That's Ophir Levy, yeah. And he, had, he, was, he was running well yesterday uh, until he had an incident uh, on the final lap. He was one of the guys that was caught out by the various drums that took place on the, uh, on the final circuit yesterday after that fourth court caution. But super job there by Ophir to get that car to a safe location. I think they should be able to pull that car behind that, the corner of the wall there. That's one of the orange cutouts, which is denoted on the racetrack. The drivers will know about it. They're told about it at the pre-race briefings where you can pull the car off the racetrack and get it to a safe location, thereby hope, hopefully not requiring a full course caution. Yeah, and I just wonder if that is somewhat of a result of the incident that we saw in the final lap there yesterday when Ophir Levy had his problem on the racetrack. So hopefully they can get that car pulled off to the side, get it taken care of, and we can stay green. As you said, Jeremy, but a good little battle here. Mark Miller in that bright orange and black Lamborghini at the front here of this little threesome. And it's Andy Lee who was just behind him in the bright pink number 14. And Miller beginning to pull out just a little bit now over Lee. Yeah, and the 88 bit, yeah. of Johannes Van Overbeek. Maybe three or four car lengths now, maybe, rather than one. Yeah. Uh, it's, and, uh, and those are all teammates, aren't they, at Flying Lizard Motorsports? So uh, those three, uh, they're, they're all really good friends um, and uh, long-time accomplished driver coaches as well as accomplished drivers in their own, own right. Johannes van Overbeck in the number 68 car, which is the uh, orange and, and, uh, and black car, just ahead of the green, white, and red, uh, number 88. That is the, the pro-class car of Lucas Peterson. Jans van Overbeck making his comeback to racing yesterday, five years after he retired from the sport. Uh, and uh, a triumphant comeback it was. He, was. he got rather lucky on the last lap. There was various incidents in which he was involved, at least two of them. Uh, but he came through uh, to take the win on the final lap yesterday. 40 
three minutes into this race. It's a 50-minute race. There is a mandatory pit stop on all Lamborghini Super Trofeo Series events. It is mandatory somewhere between the 20-minute mark into the race and the 30-minute mark into the race that the car comes to pit lane and does a pit stop. Now, some of these teams electing to use a one-driver format, others a two-driver format, and the pit stop time is a little bit different. There is a mandatory time that you must spend on pit lane between pit in and pit out. It's 84 seconds for the two-driver pairings, 87 seconds here at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca for a single-driver format. Yeah, and the reason for that is that uh, if if you're driving solo in this race, when you come in to make your pit stop, you're still going to be you know you've got to be in the pit lane for that 84 uh, seconds, as you say, 87 seconds actually. But for the when you go out on back out onto the racetrack, you know what the conditions are like. You know how much grip there is in the track. You know how how much worn your tires might be, how much grip there is in the car, how fast it'll go. For a guy getting into the car at the halfway point in the race, he's got to learn that. Uh, and that is the reason for that three-second discrepancy. Uh, the guys who are driving solo, they have to stay in the pits for three seconds longer. Uh, and that'll give, the, the theory being, that'll give the, the drivers uh, entering the racetrack uh, a, a couple of seconds or three seconds in which to kind of learn the conditions for themselves relative to those that already have experience on the racetrack at this particular race. Brian Hill, Jeremy Shaw with you from WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. Lamborghini Super Trofeo action. And right now, the action on the racetrack is Lucas Peterson aboard that red, white, and green Lamborghini really beginning to put pressure on Johannes Overbeck just in front. And what a breaking attack down into the Andretti hairpin by Peterson. Now, Jeremy, two different classes of cars here, and I wonder what's going through Johannes Van Overbeck's mind. He knows the car right behind him is not in his class. It's a pro-class car. But at the same point in time, he doesn't want to lose, lose touch with Andy Lee, who's just in front of him. What are you thinking if you're Johannes Van Overbeck? Uh, you're, uh, you're chasing the guy in front of you. You're not worrying about the guy behind you. He's, he's experienced enough uh, to, to know when he's under attack and when he isn't. Okay, he hasn't been racing for five years, but hey, those are skills that you, you never lose. Uh, so, you know, he's, he knows that these cars are clearly, cl uh, closely matched. This was the order in which they qualified. Uh, during the qualifying session that took place yesterday. So he's comfortable with where he is. I think he'll be more disappointed uh, with the fact that he's losing just a, a little bit of ground to his two teammates ahead of him. He'll want to focus on them and keep up with them and give the car to his co-driver, Chris Belomo, in as close a position to the front in the class as he possibly can. Lucas Peterson, though, has been absolutely demonic on the brakes. I watched him up into the corkscrew that time as well. And last lap through... At the Andretti hairpin was very, very aggressive. Good battle here. Three cars involved. Kevin Madsen on board that number 24, sharing that car with Ron. And, and they had they had a great run yesterday. When you looked at that, they came from last in class, Jeremy, to win their class, I believe. And that was an impressive move. He and Ron. At a part two, yeah, great run yesterday. It was, uh, and again, he he was he, Kevin Madsen got really lucky on that last lap because he was I'm not sure where he was. He was fifth or sixth, I think, going into the final lap in, in the class. But uh, with all the carnage that took place ahead of him, came out with a win. Uh, but hey, you've got to be there to to, to you've got to be in place to win it, and that's exactly what Kevin Madsen was. So uh, he'll be uh, he'll be thrilled with that and having a good run again today. 
Uh, some good laps being turned right now, faster than yesterday. That's not surprising. It's uh, pretty ideal conditions right now. The, the fog has lifted high enough, so visibility is good. Uh, there's a little bit more temperature coming into the track. Uh, and uh, as I say, lap times now conducive to fast lap times. And uh, it's actually the second place car, Ryan Norman, just set the fastest lap of the race, a 1 minute 25.122. The Lamborghini lap record, by the way, is a 124.8. So we're only uh, a couple of tenths of a second away, or three tenths, less than three tenths of a second away from that outright lap record for the Lamborghini Super Trofeos. That was set by Richard Antonucci way, way back in 2015. Right now, Lucas Peterson moving his way forward. He's gotten past Johannes Van Overbeck on the racetrack. And this is a car that was watching just a couple of laps ago, Jeremy. And it's not only into the braking zones where Peterson seems to have a really, really well-balanced car underneath him. But coming out of the corkscrew, it's just a slight little slide over the left-hander. Then the car sits down aggressively in that compression in the right-hand portion of the corkscrew. He seems to be on a charge right now. He's gotten past Johannes Van Overbeck in that orange and black Lamborghini and has set sail. Next in his sights is Andy Lee in the bright pink number 14 just in front. Indeed he is, and uh, that's uh, his next uh, target here. Uh, again, uh, not for class position. Lucas Peterson running in the pro class, so he's got the two cars directly ahead of him, Mark Miller and Andy Lee. They're battling for the pro-am lead. A little bit farther back down the track in the... Well, that battle for third is Andy Lee, the, the, that distinctive pink unicorn car, uh, which is, uh, it looks it looks so cool. It certainly is a fan favourite. Uh, and Andy Lee is uh, doing a, a nice job trying to track down Mark Miller, his teammate, who's pulled away just a little bit over the course of the last lap or so. There's a new fastest lap of the race, though, by Kyle Marcelli, 125.067 for the Canadian. Impressive lap times by Marcelli. He and Norman really kind of the class of the field right now. The only drivers, well, now Mark Miller steps into the 125 range. But for a while there, it was Marcelli and Norman that were kind of solely in possession of one minute, 25 second laps. Now Mark Miller a little bit quicker and Andy Lee as well. I think as the fuel burns down on these cars, we're going to see those faster lap times starting to develop. One of the things that the drivers say, Jeremy, about this new Hankook tire it is that it's very consistent and it's also it's very progressive in any slide that it has it has no kind of bad habits it doesn't just jump out from underneath you it's going to let you know that the car is going to slide a little bit it's a progressive slide and it's a progressive save and that's what a driver wants and it's why you could see some of these guys just really really using up that handcook rubber as they slide through some of these corners the question is this racetrack is pretty aggressive how long can you do it before you hand the car over to your teammate who may not be very happy with you if you didn't leave him any of that rubber. That's right. It is notoriously abrasive, this race surface here. It's been here for a long, long time. The track was supposed to be repaved over the winter, but the uh, awful weather we've had in California didn't allow that to happen. So uh, that repaving is going to take place after this weekend. So it's the same old racetrack surface has been here for many, many years. And the cars slide around. It's just like a cheese grater. It really does put these tires through a lot of grief. So it is something that the drivers have to be aware of. And uh, for someone like uh, Ryan Norman in second place here, you know, he's only got himself to worry about in the second half of the race. Uh, but Carl Marcelli, he's going to be handing that lead car to Danny Formal for the second stage of this race. Rob Walker with a problem. That's turn 11 onto the front straightaway. Slowest corner on the racetrack at 40 miles an hour. 
and he gets it turned around. Let's see what happens here. Even with traction, oh, he just carries way too much speed in, Jeremy, I think, and then he gets on the apex curbing. That doesn't do anything to help settle the rear of that number 45, and around he goes. It doesn't matter if you've got traction control. If you don't have the rear tires on the ground because you hit that bump or you're carrying too much speed, traction control is not going to save you, and I think that was the problem for Rob Walker. Yeah, I think you're right there, yeah. So, again, yeah, another guy with not a lot of experience, but he started on the pole in the AM class and started in the ninth position. He, he was running, uh, he'd, he'd lost a couple of positions uh, during the race, but he was still running in 10th uh, until that spin, but that'll that'll cost him that uh, AM lead to uh, to Kevin Madsen now, who, who will lead that lead that AM class. Good battle, by, by the way, going on also in LB Cup, or at least it was a few seconds ago, John Hirschberg leading from Mark Wilgus. In fact, John Hirschberg in number 86 uh, has just got past uh, Cam Aliabadi uh, in the number uh, 12 car as well. He's running in the AM category. Just under 34 minutes to go here from WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. Race number two of the 2023 season for Lamborghini Super Trofeo in a very different weather condition than what we saw yesterday. And just about three and a half minutes, just over three and a half minutes to the opening of the pit window when all these teams can decide, do they want to be coming in at the beginning of the window, Jeremy, or do you want to wait a little bit longer? It really depends on whether you've got your faster driver in the car. Does it not? It does, doesn't it? Yeah, that's absolutely right. If the faster driver is at the, at the wheel now, uh, he'll stay out as long as he possibly can towards the end of that 10-minute window with a little bit more than 20 minutes remaining, therefore. But uh, if you've got your, your slower driver in now, then you want to get in as fast as you can. For the overall race leader, Carl Marcelli, well, he knows that his co-driver, Danny Formal, is uh, every bit as quick as he is. So that, that they'll just sort of go, go with whatever they think is best. Uh, and... Uh, but, but many of the pro and most of the pro contenders now, I think, have got their pro uh, driver at the wheel at the moment. It's not the case for all of them by any means. Uh, most notably, Tom Capizzi in number 46, that was leading comfortably for most of yesterday's race. Uh, after his co-driver John Capestri Dubet started from the pole position overall, uh, but uh, Tom Capizzi is still really, uh, pretty competitive there in the 17th position. He's about, though, already half a minute behind the Pro-Am leader. So John Capestri Dubetz is going to have a lot of work to do in the second half of this race. And that number 46 car, for sure, will be one of the first cars to come into the pits when this window opens in, what, just over two minutes' time. Got good battles in all the classes all the way around this 2.238 mile WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca course and Johannes Van Overbeck now has his mirrors full of Jake Walker just behind aboard the number 77. Walker came into the season listed as an AM and it didn't take very long before they looked at lap times and said no we're, we're moving you up and we're not just moving you up one class we're moving you up two. Yeah, 17-year-old from Valley Forge, Pennsylvania is Jake. Uh, doesn't have an awful lot of, it, of racing experience, but uh, he, well, in, in cars, because he's only 17 years of age. But he started in carts at the age of nine. Uh, his, his, his father, uh, Neil, raced in GT3 Cups cars in, in IMSA competition a few years ago. Uh, and Jake himself started off in Spec Miata, uh, great uh, regional uh, category to start racing this with the SCCA. Uh, and now has moved up to him. So uh, he made just two starts last season, did Jake, uh, mainly because he was he was uh, too young 
to, to race I think, at, the, at the very beginning of the season. But he's clearly got some pace uh, and he's running very, very impressively now in that seventh position overall. Ahead of Nate Stacey, it should be, should be said. Oh, and Nate Stacey is look a former champion. Oops. Oh, good stuff. And the inexperience that he may have behind the wheel isn't showing because he's got big-time pressure on a very, very experienced sports car driver just in front, and that is Johannes Van Overbeck, who's won at this racetrack. Last win here and really his last professional race here before coming here this weekend with Lamborghini Super Trofeo was an IMSA competition back in 2018 where he won here in a prototype. But, man, right behind him, the pressure that is being put on him by Walker right now is impressive. You think about going from a go-kart, Jeremy, to a spec Miata to a 600-plus horsepower Lamborghini Super Trofeo, that's impressive stuff. He has learned his lessons well. He has, uh, and he's got some, some good tutelage there at 47 Motorsports. Uh, and uh, he's taking full advantage of it. Meanwhile, out front, Carl Marcelli. Uh, actually, his lead has been trimmed a little bit over the last few laps. It's staying around about the same 2.7 seconds it was last time. He crosses the line now. Uh, lap time of 128.0. And that is fully uh, almost three seconds slower than his fastest lap of the race. The pit window now is open. And as we see, uh, several cars ducking onto pit lane, including car number 77 of Jake Walker. He's driving solo in this race. Well, I was going to point that out as well. Ryan Norman is driving solo. Kyle Marcelli, he and Norman having that battle on the racetrack right now. But for Marcelli and Danny Fromall, they know that the 84 is going to have to sit for another three seconds on pit lane. So while it might be close right now on the racetrack, this pit stop that they're going to have to take with the rules different for two driver formats versus a single driver format, they've got three seconds in hand on the pit stop. Indeed so, and I, I, I would imagine one of the reasons for Jake Walker coming in there, when he was having that battle with Johannes van Overbeck, he probably felt he was faster. So if he comes, ducks into the pits now, gets his stop out of the way, get out on clean track, on a clean racetrack, he would hope, and therefore able to turn some faster laps before the co-driver in number 68 car, which will be Chris Paloma, gets behind the wheel and he effectively had that pass made before he makes his own pit stop. You have to be forward thinking in any kind of a series where pit stops are there. And oftentimes, just as you said, Jeremy, you look at where you are on the racetrack. Am I being held up? Do I have traffic coming up that's going to perhaps impact my lap time a little bit? Should I take my stop now and then get back out on a green racetrack and try to get some laps in right after that pit stop where I know I'll have a little fresher, cleaner racetrack that I can work with? Or do I take them now because I'm being held up, you know? And I think that's exactly what we're seeing with some of these decisions that are being made. Indeed, I completely agree with you. Oddly, uh, well, I was surprised at least number 46 car didn't come into the pits uh, on that first opportunity, which I, I thought it would have done because uh, John Capestri Drebets is, uh, was fastest of all yesterday, qualified in the overall pole for the first time. So I would have thought they would have made that change as quickly as they possibly could, but uh, electing not to. And in fact, he hasn't even come in this time around, uh, has he? Number 46, maybe he has. Uh, I think yeah, he, he has. has. He's coming yeah. this time around, yeah. He's just come in. You'll see the, all, some of the crew members down there making air pressure adjustments on these hand-cooked tires. Not at all uncommon to see that. You won't see them change tires. They don't fuel in Lamborghini Super Trofeo. But adjusting those tire pressures is what you want. The only time you would expect to see a tire change 
if the, is if there were damage to one of those four tires. Is now the leader, Kyle Marcelli, aboard the number one. It's coming in. He'll be handing over to Danny Formal. Yeah, so a job done there for Kyle Marcelli. They're looking for a second set of championship for Wayne Taylor Racing. And uh, carrying different colours this season, carrying the colours of Harrison Contractors on that car this year, the red livery. Uh, Ashton Harrison, of course, uh, did had a lot of success with Wayne Taylor Racing in this series. As she moved on up the ladder, she's now competing in the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship, at least for the long-distance races, with that collaboration between uh, Wayne Taylor Racing and uh, Racers Edge Motorsport. But, uh, yeah, it'll be into the pits then for he, and that will leave Mark Miller to lead the race overall for Flying Lizards. Flying Lizards actually won two at the moment with his teammate Andy Lee, just about a second or so behind him. Yeah, just over three minutes left in the pit window, so everybody needs to be getting in. You don't want to get caught out on the racetrack if you haven't made your pit stop. And note, too, you were talking about Ashton Harrison. Danny Formal and Kyle Marcelli have run with her this season in the WeatherTech in the two endurance races so far. So uh, that collaboration is one that extends beyond just the Lamborghini Super Trofeo paddock. It extends into the WeatherTech paddock as well. And that just shows you how good that pairing is with Marcelli and Formal. They've been together three years now. This marks their third season as, wow, the 77 right back out at it dicing his way through traffic that's what we talked about you need to get back out there and see if you can find some clean laps and and make that ground up while you have an opportunity yeah yeah indeed no time like the present and uh, one of the uh, flying lizard cars come into the pits that would be andy lee in car number 14 the other car mark miller he stays out to lead one more lap his last uh, lap time a 126.9 compared to his fastest lap of the race of 125.7 so number 14 car into the pit lane uh, uh, Andy Lee gets out and Slade Stewart, last year's LB Cup champion, gets in. You could tell that that car went through the wars yesterday. Jeremy, we were talking about that late race green-white restart and Andy Lee was caught up in that melee in turn six. That bright pink car is, well, it's got a pretty bland right side door on it today it doesn't have the wrap on it that we saw yesterday so a band-aid on the 14 but the car certainly working well in the hands of andy lee in that opening stint yeah it was a it was a, a, a nice job by andy uh yeah huge, hugely experienced of course in all sorts of different sorts of cars but this is the first time he's driven in the lamborghini super trofeo series and absolutely loving it i mean these cars are a hoot to drive they've got plenty of horsepower they sound fabulous and, and they handle really well. And this uh, switch to the Hankook tyres this season, as you were saying earlier on, has been very, very well received by the drivers and certainly turning extremely good lap times, the fastest laps we've seen here at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca for many years. It's one, of those thing, leader. it's one of those things, Jeremy, that I, I, I think this Evo 2 package that debuted in 2022 is a much better car and, and certainly you want that with an evolution package right that's what the evo is it's an evolution package but really what it did was provided a better abs system to these drivers and a better balanced aerodynamic system it's got more front downforce than it had before and a better abs system that settles the car at turn in and allows the, the car to have a little better balance under braking um, and also keeps those front tires underneath a little bit better in some of the higher speed areas of the racetrack. What that's really done, in my opinion, is it's taken 
the sportsman driver and moved them a little closer to the pro driver because it's a little easier car for them to drive. Still a lot to get a, uh, adjusted to if you're coming from, like we talked about earlier, spec Miata or something like that. 5.2 liter V10, 600 plus horsepower, 420 plus foot pounds of torque. It is a serious, serious race car. And even though it has some driver aids on it, we'll call it with ABS and traction control, you still got to stay on top of this bull if you want to control it. Yeah, isn't that? Oops, there's a spin there for the uh, number nine car. It's Tyler Hoffman who's just taken over uh, the uh, that car from uh, Wesley Slimp. I think started the car, didn't he? That car was fast yesterday. Uh, no, it's actually Tyler who started the car. So it's, that's or should have done at least. So I'm not quite sure whether that car has made its pit stop yet or not. Yes, it has. So that should be uh, Wesley Slimp driving that car now. Around he goes. It's really down uh, in the uh, around about the 23rd position. Really easy to do there in the Andretti hairpin. You saw him get in there behind the other car, hard on the brakes, and, and that pushed the car up wide. And a lot of times, Jeremy, that fine, fine sand gets pushed up and collected on the outside part of the racetrack there. And you get in it. It doesn't matter whether you have traction control. It doesn't matter what kind of grip your hand cooked tire has. It doesn't have it when it gets out there in that powdery sand. True that. True that. And then we just saw a glimpse of the uh, Stars and Stripes car. That's uh, Kevin Madsen. He was the last, I think, of, uh, of the drivers to come on. To, yes, indeed, the last of the drivers to come on to pit lane. He, was le he led that lap, lap 18. He'll be shown as the, he scored as the uh, the race leader, and he'll be coming in now. He won yesterday the AM class. I'll be handing that car over now to uh, Ron Atapatu from, originally from Sri Lanka. He's the uh, proprietor of Elephant Tea, uh, and he does a lot of charity work for uh, aiding uh, elephants in his native country as well, does does Ron. Uh, and the Elephant Tea, uh, Elephant Tea brand uh, supports a lot of charitable organizations. Jake Walker in that bright red 77, trying to work his way up to the 14. He's got the 22 in front of him as well, but the 22 is really not in this fight. He's back in the order. So Jake Walker aboard the 77 has his height set firmly on Slade Stewart in the 14 in front. And now Stewart off, and that could be a problem, Jeremy. That gravel is deep indeed. Walk, or Slade Stewart stuck. Yeah, that's uh, that's disappointing. He's not going to get that car out of there. That, no. that gravel is uh, is it, it'll grab you, uh, and he's he not did going what anywhere. it was that's designed sure. to do, right? Yeah, well, exactly right. Slow it down before he gets to the barriers. I'm quite sure. Did he get a helping hand here from Jake Walker? That's Jake Walker to the inside. Yeah, there is contact between those two. Yeah, and, but uh, unfortunately, he didn't get on the brakes quite quickly enough and let the car drift backwards into the gravel. If he'd got on the brakes right away, right away, it might have stopped before it, but it didn't. Oops, this uh, number 20 car, Shane Chandrasoma, uh, who was last year's uh, AM champion, having a bit of a moment to turn 11. And here comes the full course caution. Brian Till and Jeremy Shaw with you. WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. Lamborghini Super Trofeo North America action. We just had action in the Andretti hairpin. Slade Stewart got together with the number 77 of Jake Walker. And I, I'm sure the officials will look at it because anytime two cars do get together, they want to make sure they get a chance to look at it and make sure that it, it wasn't one driver at fault and, or maybe it was perhaps just a racing incident. And so I'm sure they'll take a look at this. And this should be a pretty quick cleanup here as the AMR safety team on 
on site to get the 14 out of the gravel. Now, here comes Walker in the red and black, looks down to the inside. Slade Stewart slides up pretty high. Walker, he's got overlap right there, Jeremy, a significant amount. He has, but he's come from a long way behind, and um, I'd be surprised there wasn't a penalty called on, on that one. Uh, I mean, it wasn't as if he was he was nowhere close to him in the braking zone, uh, and Slade Stewart is concentrating on the, the other car he's dicing with at that stage. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a bit of a marginal call, I think, for, for, for Jake Walker. I mean, he, he's going to be faster than Slade Stewart. He should have known that, uh, and I think he got a little bit greedy there, and stuck his nose where it probably didn't belong um, you know at, at that point you're slaves he's already co totally committed to the corner he's running the same pace as the car in front of him and all of a sudden the car lunging down the inside that makes contact with him he's lucky to get that car going again and um, has he even lost a lap uh, I'm not sure I don't think he has actually we'll have to wait and see I, you know I, I may disagree with you this time Jeremy I don't know but but you're right. I mean, th th there's the difference in the drivers, right? And and from Jake Walker's standpoint, it's like a prototype driver in WeatherTech coming up on a GTD car. You're faster, and that's all well and good, but it doesn't give you the right to the corner. Here's a look at it again. So Walker's back there, and he sees this hole opening up, and he says, I'm going to take it. He's down to the inside, and I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, to, to, to me, I mean, yeah, the, the number 22 <laughs> car made a nice clean pass there. Um, uh, that was Carla Williams, who's actually lapped down in number 22 car. Uh, the lo local driver from uh, Clovis, California, making his debut this weekend in uh, not only Lamborghinis, but also in, in sports cars in general. All his career so far has been in open wheel cars. Quite a bit of it in Europe for young Carla Williams. Really good young man. Uh, he made a nice clean pass there. Slade Stewart tucked it behind him, and all of a sudden, He's assaulted from behind. That's the way I take it, and I don't think I'm going to change my <laughs> opinion. But uh, the good assault, news is that he was able to, to get going again. And I, <laughs> I think but Slade has managed to stay on the, on the lead lap. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing, though. Oh, you've got it? these guys racing hard, but it, we say this all the time, right, Jeremy? You've got to know who you're racing with. And yeah. perhaps, it, from your point of view, Jake Walker should have looked at that and said, you're not in my class. I know I want to get by you right now, but I've been closing down pretty quickly. It's going to happen pretty soon. I just need to show some patience. And to your point, maybe he should have shown more. Yeah, I, I think so. Particularly as a, you know, as a, as a 17-year-old just getting started in the racing. I mean, he's only made uh, two starts in this championship before yesterday. Do 17-year-olds uh, uh, have patience? Well, there you go. Is yeah, that I, 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 and that, you know, That's a lesson learned for him in my book. And uh, a and, and, uh, yeah, if, if he is, it, it is under review, uh, that incident between the number, uh, involving the number 14 car turn two is under review. So we'll see what the stewards say about that. But uh, there were various incidents yesterday uh, that uh, were reviewed after the race. I think uh, our chief steward, uh, Todd Snyder, had a busy evening ahead of him. There were several penalties issued after the race, including one to the number 46 car that we addressed a little bit earlier on. He, would, he had been leading the class in Pro-Am uh, finished second on the road, but was penalised for an incident that took place up at turn six. Uh, there was another incident earlier on that final lap at turn two, where he was nudged from behind by uh, a sort of similar accident to what we just saw there, to be honest, and there was no penalty issued. It was Janus van Overbeck who was diving down the inside of two or three cars at turn two yesterday, and he wasn't called for that one. So uh, we'll see whether there is a, a penalty uh, today. Well, the good thing is you and I aren't in race control, so exactly if, right. if we can't we can't make a decision. Hopefully, they can. Todd Snyder's better at that. 
than we are. I saw the fans on the hill, and that's one of the great things about this racetrack is the way it's situated here uh, in between these two peaks, that dry lake bed in the middle that actually has some water in it uh, this weekend. But uh, it provides such great viewing. And what you're about to see is a 15-minute dash to the checkered flag because we're about to go back to green as Danny from all aboard that bright red number one leads the field on through the acceleration zone, which is the apex of turn 11. And now down the front straightaway, Ryan Norman wants to have some say as to who win this race. And so does the 88 of John Torino, who's back there in that green, white, and red Lamborghini as they streak down to the Andretti hairpin side by side. Yeah, good stuff there. And uh, around the outside, that number nine car is actually a lap down. That's Tyler Hoffman. He's pretty quick. Uh, but he, he wisely uh, allows number 88 car to go through. Uh, that uh, number nine car is the first car a lap down, uh, running in the 24th uh, position. And I tell you what, the big, uh, the guy that will be happiest with that full course caution will be John Capestro de Betts in caliber 46. He's running the 11th position and he's third in Pro-Am at the moment. But he is uh, massively quicker than all the other guys he's going to be racing with. So if he is patient from here, uh, John Capestri debates he should be able to work his way through those cars in front of him and challenge the current leader, Paul Nemshoff, who, who has taken over the number 41 car from Mark Miller and leads Pro-Am fifth place overall. Well, and a professional move by Tyler Hoffman there in the Andretti hairpin to let those leaders go. Ryan Norman got through, so did Gianno Torino, and a really, really heads-up move by Tyler Hoffman to let them go. We've got good battles everywhere around this racetrack, and you said it, John Capestro de Betts, JCD, is, he is known in the paddock, trying to make amends for the problem that they had yesterday that you alluded to. It took him from second in the finishing order, that penalty, back to sixth. They were not happy about it. Here is his opportunity, now that the field was brought back to him on that full course yellow, to get back on the podium today and maybe even perhaps find a victory here at WeatherTech Raceway. Yeah, that'll be his plan, certainly. He's already made up uh, uh, two, two or three positions since the restart. And he's now up into third position in the class, right behind Chris Belomo uh, as a headed cross-start-finish line. That's the car that won the Pro-Am class yesterday. Uh, and a little bit farther back, number 47 car, that's Cole Loftsgaard, dicing with Shian Chandrasoma in that gold and black, very distinctive car number 20. That's the battle for the 12th position overall, and they're right behind the AM class leaders as well, but battles all the way up and down this huge field of Lamborghinis. Well, and for these drivers, Jeremy, that were solo, they're going to be facing different competition now, and that's another thing that they've got to take into consideration as they work through this field and they get back to racing. The driver that they're facing in the car that they might be side-by-side -side with isn't the same one that was there before. They're going to have a different style and a little bit of a, a, a different technique. Uh, well, that's very true, and uh, that's something that uh, they, they do need to pay attention to, you know, who is driving which car at which time. Uh, the, 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 uh, what is, it, of course, interesting is the drivers uh, for the, uh, the, the two driver cars who started the race yesterday are finishing it today. So it's the same pack of drivers you're racing against yesterday that you are again today. There's another incident coming down the hill. That's uh, one of the... Is it one of the cars that's a lap down, I think. No, it doesn't. Robinson, Fred Roberts, who actually was leading yeah. LB Cup. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's happened to him? Shen so, Chandrasoma was off the, off the road there at uh, the exit of turn nine. Whoops. Ah, 
There's Fred Roberts There's goes spinning around. Who's that contact with? It wasn't the Stars and Stripes car, I don't think. So who was it? Don't know. <laughs> I was, I was, I'm looking through to my you. Andy Blackmore spotter's guide trying to recognize that car color. It is a brand new season and brand new liveries on these cars. So, yeah, it, it, it will take us a while to recognize them instantly as you come to do after a couple of yeah. races in. Yeah, and uh, for, for uh, uh, you know, Danny Formal is edged out to about 1.3 seconds over his teammate uh, Ryan Norman for first and second overall. But John Capestrio de Betz, uh, as uh, build, has now moved himself into the lead of Pro-Am, seventh position overall for car number 46. Uh, and uh, he, he made short work of those guys. He just got ahead of Paul Nemshoff and Chris Belomo. And he's now going to set his sights on the pro car of Nate Stacey, who's running six overall. Look at this battle of cars coming down into turn 11. Uh, this is crazy. David Staub in that blue and yellow 48 has worked his way through all of that mess. Staub running second in the AM category, trying to catch the 69 of McIntosh. Good stuff. McIntosh aboard that kind of gray and black camo and a problem down in the Andretti hairpin for the 47 now. That's Lofsgaard. Yeah. Third in uh, Pro-Am. <sighs> so difficult. You, it, you, you get down there into that corner, and there are two different ways to approach it. You can stay high. I think he got help. I think yeah. he got help from behind, Jeremy. I see some carbon fiber flying off the undertray there, so... Yeah, I think the officials will have to take a look at that one as well and see if they can determine exactly what happened. But it looked to me like uh, a little bit of help there. Cole Lofsgaard around. I think whoever was right behind him got into him in the breaking zone. I was talking about two different lines there. You can double apex it, kind of dime in the middle of the corner by coming back up and then back down for the second apex. Or you can kind of run that longer, just single late apex and... This goes back to knowing who you're racing with. You need to know what their regular line is, where you can expect them to be in there in the break zone and perhaps just got caught out a little bit and that contact happened. And it doesn't take much when the nose is pinned with all of that weight from braking on the front, especially the right front, to get just a little bit of push from behind to send you on around. No, that's, uh, that is true. Uh, and by the way, uh, Race Control has reviewed that incident uh, that we saw earlier on between number 14 and the number, whatever it was. 77. 77. Uh, no action. Uh, so you're absolutely right. And uh, he, being consistent with what happened yesterday. Um, so that's, uh, that's always good. To, uh, the drivers need to know that there's going to be consistency applied to the rules. Uh, and here's a super battle here between Chris Paloma in that number 68, heading through turn four up towards turn five. And AJ Musk, whoa, uh, the, the snowboarder taking to the sand there. Uh, but it doesn't seem to have lost him much momentum, does it? I don't think he ever lifted. And, you know, we talk about AJ Musk a lot. And he's got Lane McCullough in the car with him, who has spent the last couple of years doing rally cross. So, I mean, the driver pairing in the 66 is a pairing that's not going to lift very often, obviously. And if you were a fan of snowboarding, you certainly know A.J. Moss. And look at him being aggressive, looking to the inside there. And you got to remember who you're racing with. Belomo in the Pro-Am class. Moss saying, I don't want to, I don't really care. I want to get to the 48 that's up in front of you. I need to get by you so I can try to get to 
David Staub that's up there in front, and now he gets it done in turn 10. And, man, that's a brave place to get it done, too, because turn 10 is super quick. It's about an 80-mile-an-hour speed at the apex. And look at this racing. Side by side, this is what we've come to expect in Lamborghini Super Trofeo. Yeah, and, and, and generally speaking, lots of respect being shown out there as well. This is a really good racing amongst the Felicia and Chandra Soma in that gold car, making a lunge down to the inside, closing up on uh, Tom Tate. I think that is uh, ahead of him. Tom running in the 13th position. He's running fourth in the AM class at the moment, which is led by David Starr, in number 48 in the eighth position. Uh, but uh, they're all pretty close. And also in amongst that group is a battle between second and third in Pro-Am. Chris Paloma in car number 68. And now Paul Nemshoff uh, is behind him, directly behind him, with AJ Mus having made that pass. Here's Tom Tate to the inside of uh, car number 41. That's Paul Nemshoff. That's a battle for position on the racetrack, but not for class position. But this is where we talk about it. it. It's great to know who you're racing with and what class they're in, Jeremy. But when you get... Your closest competitor is two cars up, and there's a different class car in between. You kind of have to set the patience aside a little bit there. You know, I mean, we're not running a 24-hour race. That is for certain. So you got to be patient at, at times and understand who you're racing with. At other times, you got to get by them because your nearest competitor is right there, and it may very well be for a podium position. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, and uh, we've got all sorts of battle for podium positions going all the way up and down the field. The first three are fairly well spaced out uh, at the moment. Danny Formal pulled out at three seconds now, lapping super consistently at the front of the field. Last time around was a 125.92. Previous couple of laps were both at 26.0. So great consistency there for our race leader, Danny Formal, just edging away a little bit from Ryan Norman in second position. Gianni Torino in Jano Torino in car number 20, uh, 88 for TR3 racing. That very distinctive uh, Italian flag livery on the car. You see a spin for number 17. That? that is uh, Tigatari. Oh, again, he was around earlier on, wasn't it? It's Tigatari. He's, he's already lapped down, but uh, he's again survived another spin at the exit of the Mario Andretti hairpin. Up the top of the shot, and Oops, so yeah, it's just coming off the corner. Yep. trying to get that 600 plus horsepower to the ground. And uh, and again, even though you've got traction control, it, it it can't defy the laws of physics. So Tari around right now, Danny Formal leads overall and in the pro category, it's John Capestro de Betts in pro-am. In the am category, David Staub and in LB Cup, it's the number 50 of Mark Wilgus. Those are the leaders in the four different classes of Lamborghini Super Trofeo from WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. Brian Till, Jeremy Shaw with you, and good battles around this racetrack. I'm looking at JCD, John Capestro de Betts right now aboard the 46. Jeremy, he's leading, and he's got a very, very healthy lead over Belomo, who is running second in the category, but is well back in 11th on the racetrack. And you've got to think, for John Capestro de Betts right now, it's not about trying to pick up more positions. You can only, when you're first, you're first. You don't get more you don't get more points for moving on up through the other classes. For him, he's just got to be consistent right now and bring the 46 home, take home maximum points after the disappointment, after they received that penalty yesterday. Indeed so. That is exactly right there. And uh, here's a look at the number 14 car, which, uh, yeah, okay, so he, Slade Stewart did lose a lap with that incident yep. at... Uh, 
at turn two, so he's way down the field now, uh, but still involved in various battles with various different drivers. So, you know, he's, ha he's having fun out there. He'd be disappointed uh, to have uh, turned that car around, and particularly, as I said, if he, I think if you go on the brakes, he might have kept it out of the gravel, but uh, he's, he's another guy who doesn't have a lot of experience in cars prying to moving to the Lamborghini Super Trofeo Series. Well, and a lot of times we always say if you spin both feet in, you know, you if you're driving a man, oh, and a little bit of lock up there look like it. And that's interesting because with the anti-lock braking system, shouldn't really be seeing that. But uh, definitely look like the right front lit up. And I'm wondering if that's one of these things where perhaps he has a tire problem. Because typically you would not see lockup if he's got a tire problem or some type of a suspension problem. You might see that because that corner might be unweighted and it might drag that tire a little bit more. But everything seemed to be fine under heavy braking down into turn 11. But that was odd to see there into the corkscrew. It was. It was. Chandra Soma then in that Dugol car. Third place now in uh, Pro-Am. Directly ahead of him is a second place car in class. That's at a battle not only for 10th position overall, so, but also second position in Pro-Am. Chandra Soma looking to make that pass, but still tucking in right behind him is the other another Am class contender. Uh, that is Tom Tate. And Tom's he's, he's pulled away a little bit now from uh, Dominic Starkweather. Actually, Starkweather is maybe... Yeah, he... he He's only about a second behind him for third and fourth position then in the AM class 12th and 13th overall, heading up the hill to the corkscrew. Chandra Soma aboard that familiar gold number 20. He was the champion in the AM category last year, really putting the pressure on the 68 right now. Belomo under heavy pressure down into turn 10. Man, another bold move. You don't see a lot of passes happen at 10. We've seen two in the last three laps in the same place. <coughs> Excuse me. And, uh, ooh, yeah. Uh, by the way, the number 66 car uh, has been, has just served to drive through a penalty for incident responsibility at, uh, at turn two. So that was yeah, the incident that was, he had. A few that's laps when ago. we saw that contact in the spin down yeah. there at the Andretti hairpin. Yeah. Danny Formal, cautious as he works his way through. He's got almost a five-second lead over Ryan Norman aboard his number one. That Wayne Taylor Racing with Andretti Autosport Lamborghini Huracan Super Trofeo Evo 2. Out of Lamborghini Palm Beach. Remember, it's not just driver championships, Jeremy, but driver championships, team championships, and dealer championships on the line in Lamborghini Super Trofeo. Yeah, very true. And uh, there's the the white flag, so just one lap to go. And that's a new team represented by uh, Wayne Taylor Racing for a new dealership, I should say, represented by Wayne Taylor Racing for this season, Palm Beach. Uh, and Palm Beach was a, uh, a runaway winner of the uh, dealership championship in 2022. Ramal, Another white very, flag is good, out. I mean, it's been a really good drive here by uh, Danny Formal. A little bit slower on, on that last lap, but his previous lap was a 125.7. Uh, which is uh, you know, only about uh, three-quarters of a second away from the fastest lap of the race. So even here we are, 50 minutes into this race, these Hankook tyres performing really, really well. A problem, car off, driver's left, the exit of turn six. No problem for, for Maul, but a problem for whichever driver that was. And I think that last lap, Jeremy, was a little bit slower because he caught that lap traffic right here at the yeah. corkscrew, and he was extra careful to work through it. 
Yeah, yeah, he's, he's not under threat here, so just bring it home for the uh, Costa Rican. Doing a really nice uh, job having taken over that car from Carl Marcelli, who did uh, start it from, from the pole position. So a light to flag victory for that number one car uh, for Wayne Taylor Racing and for the Palm Beach dealership. Danny Vermal behind the wheel of the number one out of turn 11. He can see it now, the checkered flag just ahead. It will be a perfect weekend for Vermal. Kyle Marcelli at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca, two for two to start 2023. Can't ask for more than that. Kenny was a racing driver. There's uh, number 68 car. That's uh, Chris Belomo in the gravel. I thought I saw that car off uh, a little while ago. Uh, so he's uh, fallen out of the top three in the Pro-Am class. Uh, Checkered flag uh, is waving now for John Capestro de Betts, who's just taken the, the victory in car number 46. So uh, a good comeback for him and Tom Capizzi, who did a nice uh, opening stint. Uh, they will be the Pro-Am winners. And then for David Staub, he'll win in the AMCAT category aboard the Precision Performance Motorsports Lamborghini from Lamborghini Palm Beach. But it's not over yet. we still got cars racing down the hill out of the corkscrew. Turn 10, turn 11, yet to go. Are we going to see changes in position here? The checkered flag is out. And looks to the inside and a little kind of close the door there on the 33. But the 11 works his way through. That is Davuti. An LB Ooh. Cup and a contact there out of turn 11. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Booty loses a position. Actually, he loses several positions on the last lap in LB Cup. It's Mark Wilgus who takes the victory in LB Cup. He did. And uh, even with that spin earlier on, Fred Roberts managed to come back into a second position in that LB Cup uh, category. But it's been a, a flawless performance by that number one car, the Harrison Contracting, Wayne Taylor Racing entry for Carl Marcelli and for Danny Formal. Great stuff here. Lamborghini Super Trofeo absolutely never disappoints. It didn't disappoint here in either round that we had all weekend long. These cars, 600 plus horsepower, these drivers in four different classes always put on such a great show. For Jeremy Shaw, I'm Brian Till. We'll see you next time for Lamborghini Super Trofeo North America. So long, everyone. This program is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.